everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? As always, I pray that all is well in your life and that you are walking by faith because the just should walk by faith and not by sight. And I pray that no matter what is happening in the world today, that we are not giving up on Jesus because he is coming back for us. Amen. Okay, so... I wanted to talk about the message of Jesus Christ. This message is so near and dear to me because once when I was on the road to Damascus, I ran into the Lord Jesus Christ, the real Jesus. Just like Paul, uh, Saul, <laughs> we all had a Saul in our lives. We, we all was once at a period where we was a Saul where we didn't want to hear nothing about Jesus. We wanted to hear nothing about Christ, his crucifixion, and what he supposedly had done on the cross for what the sins of the world. I'm not a sinner, so how can that message of the cross apply to me? So like I said, we all had a soul in our lives, but glory be to God on the road to Damascus, the Lord Jesus Christ appeared and said, Saul, Cynthia, Mary, Jim, why are you persecuting me? Okay, so I'm reading in the book of Romans and I'm reading in chapter 10 where Paul was talking about how the Israelites, even though that they had received the law, they did not mix it with faith. And so they walked in unbelief. And so I'm reading down to verse 11 and so forth. And this statement hit home for me because I am so, so into the Lord's recovery mission. I am so into his redemption plan because I know what it did for me. So yes, Lord Jesus, I want to pull as many sticks out of the fire like you said for us to do. So when I'm reading this, it touched my heart because it says here, so I'm gonna read from chapter 11 down to verse 17 and I'm going to be reading out of the NIV. So as scripture says, Anyone who believes in him would never be put to shame. Verse 12, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Verse 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then that got me to thinking, okay, but what happens if no one calls on his name, right? How are they going to be saved? Because we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God about what? About Jesus. Well, what about Jesus? How he's the savior of the world, I mean of the world. But we have to hear that message on that topic. So verse 14, and this is where my heart just sank because it is so true. Verse 14, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Verse 15, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. 16, uh, verse 16, but not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? 
Verse 17, consequently, therefore, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Now, I just want to read the King James Version of verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's true, because how can they believe in Jesus if they have not heard the message about Jesus? So this is why today's lesson is entitled, Unless They Hear, dot, 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 the message about Jesus. How is anyone going to get faith if they don't hear the word of God preach about Jesus? Now, I'm talking about the real Jesus. I'm not talking about that fake phony Jesus that these wolves in sheep clothing in these apostate churches are preaching on. That Jesus is some sort of Santa Claus and we can get in on his ticket to the good life? No, that's the wrong Jesus. That Jesus will lead you on the broad way to the pit of hell along with their false doctrine on tithing. Okay, so this is why the Lord put this in my heart to preach on this message because everyone in the body of Christ should have this fundamental teaching within their spirit so that we can tell it to someone else and that that way they can tell it to someone else and they can tell it to someone else and so on and so forth. So I pray that the Holy Spirit gives me the wisdom and the revelation to preach this message with compassion and with truth and that those who need to hear this message because the Lord knows who are those who names will be written in the Lamb Book of Life and maybe right now in their lives they are not they are not opening up the door to the Lord Jesus Christ because he knocks he knocks on everyone's heart okay but they gotta open up that door and starting with the message on Jesus Christ would get them on that straight and narrow path. Okay, so let's get into um, the lesson. Now, this lesson absolutely is going to be broken up in parts, but I promise you, if you stay with all the parts of this lesson, you are going to be blessed because at the end, it is going to be great. Okay, now... Let's get in. Let's get into the intro. Okay, so here we go. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ entered time and history through the incarnation. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. And we can find that in the book of John, chapter one and verse fourteen. Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, and we can find that in Matthew sixteen, verse sixteen is a gift of love from the Father for the salvation of the world. And we can read about all of that in John 3, 16 through 17. The one who died for all of mankind, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can read about all that in the book of Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. Okay, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, fulfills Old Testament prophecy, Yeshua, his very name in Hebrew means the Lord saves. 
the Lamb of God recalls the Passover lamb whose blood was sprinkled on the houses of the Israelites to protect them during the exodus from Egypt. And we can read about all of that in Exodus and the 12th chapter. The Messiah, as the suffering servant, will give his life as an offering for sin. And we can read about all of that in Isaiah chapter 53. The Lamb anticipates the victorious Lamb of the Apocalypse. And we can read about all of that in the book of Revelation chapter 5. Okay, so what are the stats? on our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so here we go. He was born around the fourth century BC in the town of Bethlehem, which is about six miles south of Jerusalem in the country of Judea under the ruling Roman Empire in the days of Herod the King. Our Lord died around 30 AD, probably around the age of 33. Um, he died in Jerusalem in the country of, Ju of Judea under the Roman Empire. Cause of death. Crucifixion. Hometown, Nazareth, Galilee. Parents were Mary and Joseph. Okay. So, let's get into what about Jesus? Okay. So, what about Jesus Christ? So this is what we know of him. In Luke chapter 1, verses 31 through 38, we find the story how Mary learns from the angel Gabriel that she will conceive and bear a child and he is to be named Jesus, okay? And this will come about through the action of the Holy Spirit. When Mary is due to give birth, she and Joseph travel from Nazareth to Joseph's hometown of his ancestors in Bethlehem to register in the city ordered by Caesar Augustus. While there, Mary gives birth to Jesus, and as they found no room in the inn, she places the newborn in a manger. And we can read about that story in the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. An angel announces the birth to a group of shepherds who go to Bethlehem to see Jesus and subsequently spreads the news abroad. And we can find all of that again in the book, in the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. After the presentation of Jesus at the temple, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus return back to Nazareth. Okay. Jesus also referred to as Jesus of Nazareth or Jesus Christ was a first century Jewish preacher and religious leader. He is the central figure of Christianity. Christians believe he is the incarnation of God the Son and the awaited Messiah, the Christ, which was prophesied in the Old Testament. Okay. The only records of Jesus' life are contained in the four Gospels. Jesus was a Galilean Jew who was baptized by John the Baptist and began his own ministry. He preached orally and was often referred to as rabbi. Jesus debated with fellow Jews on how to best follow God. He engaged in healings. He taught in parables and gathered followers. He was arrested and tried by the Jewish authorities, turned over to the Roman government, and crucified on the order of Pontius Pilate. 
the Roman prefect. After his death, his followers believed he rose from the dead, amen, and the community they formed eventually became the early church, okay? So, we're reading about what about Jesus, okay? So, Christian doctrines include the beliefs that Jesus was conceived, amen, by the Holy Spirit. He was born of a virgin named Mary, that he performed miracles, founded the Christian church. He died by crucifixion as a sacrifice to achieve atonement for sin. He rose from the dead, yes, amen, and ascended into heaven from where he will return. Glory be to God, amen. So, we Christians believe Jesus enables people to be reconciled to God. Jesus will judge the living and the dead after their bodily resurrection with an event tied to the second coming, which would take place after the Battle of Armageddon as outlined in Christian eschatology, which is the study of the end times. Okay, so, so, so far, we see that the message of Jesus Christ has to be preached in order for anyone to believe it, they have to hear it. So that is why I am doing this lesson today. So we saw um, the uh, we saw the stats about Jesus. We have just learned um, some information about Jesus. So now let's go on to the Gospels, the four Gospels. So what are they? Okay, because again, this is all tied into the message about Jesus. Okay, so the first four books of the New Testament, the New Testament is called as known as the Gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And each book tells us about the life, ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay? When people talk about the Gospel, there's only one thing they mean. The life and ministry of Jesus Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the four books of the Bible that record almost everything we know about Jesus. If we want to learn about the things Jesus said and did, we have to turn to these ancient texts believed to have been written by eyewitnesses or people who spoke with them during the first century. Okay, the fourth the four gospels are the foremost sources for the life and message of Jesus. However, other parts of the New Testament also include references to key episodes in his life, such as the Last Supper, and we can find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23. Okay? So, the gospels are narrative literature. The Gospels are not merely collection of reports or sayings of Jesus. They are also narratives with plot, characters, and settings. While all four Gospels are concerned with the same historical events, which are the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, they present different versions of these events they portray characters from different perspectives, sometimes using the same event to highlight something different about Jesus. They develop plot in different ways, occasionally rearranging the order of events. They emphasize different settings, including accounts not recorded by the other writers. Okay, so that's um, a brief synopsis 
of what the four Gospels are. Okay, so now let's get into Jesus' ministry. Okay, so the core message of Jesus was that, and we can find this in the in the book of Mark, uh, chapter uh, verse fifteen. Mark one fifteen says, "The time has come," and he said, "This is Jesus speaking. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news." Okay, so what is this kingdom of God that Jesus was always talking about? Because there, I don't want to say debate, but maybe different views about the kingdom of God. Some um, uh, Christians believe that the kingdom of God was um, a physical a place that was approaching when Jesus said that the kingdom of God is near. Um, some took it as um, a spiritual indwelling that God, that God is now in our hearts ruling with love. But... I got a secret, I got a mystery, okay? Guess what I found out, right? Now, our Lord is so good in his language. That is why he always say, those who have ears, let them hear, okay? Now, not just hearing um, sounds, if you will, but hearing, hear, and hearing, and hear, you know, perceiving, you know, always listen, listening to the Lord like this. You know what I mean? Not just listening like, okay. No, I mean like leaning in and listening because when Jesus speaks, okay. Now, thank you, Holy Spirit. When Jesus walked on this earth, you know, he spoke in, in parables, right? You know, um, trying to explain spiritual matters by things that those during that time um, experienced in the natural to try to make a correlation to what that spiritual message that he was trying to get across. But I believe that a lot of the times, because especially when those Pharisees were around and those those Jews who was always trying to trip Jesus up, I believe that he was speaking a heavenly language a lot of the times. I'm telling you. Because when Jesus was saying that the kingdom of God is near, you know what he was actually saying, okay? He was saying that, I'm here, y'all. I'm here in your midst. Because when, when God sent Jesus here to this earth, okay, Jesus came with his kingdom, okay? Let, let me just read some of the notes that in this study about the kingdom at hand. Now look, so when Jesus proclaimed that the kingdom of God has come near, he doesn't mean that a place is approaching, but that God's own royal authority and power have come on the scene. So we can, paraphr we can paraphrase Mark 1, 15, which summarizes Jesus preaching as following, God's reign is at hand. God's power is being unleashed. Unleash, turn your life around and put your trust in this good news. The good news about what? I'm here, y'all. Jesus is like, I am finally, I have finally arrived on the scene. I can't tell you how that blessed me. So now look, and now 
that he's here on the scene, we can have our sins forgiven. That's the core message about the good news. The good news is that Jesus has arrived. The kingdom of God is now here on the earth and he's walking among you. And not only that, I'm here to forgive your sins. That's the good news, right? Amen. So I just wanted to share that all with you. Okay, so now look, getting back to the ministry of Jesus. So in the book of Mark, John baptizes Jesus, and as he comes out of the water, he sees the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove, and he hears a voice from heaven declaring him to be God's son. And we could find that in Mark 1, verses 9 through 11, okay? This is one of two events described in the Gospels where a voice from heaven calls Jesus son, okay? Because that's what we also must believe, that Jesus is the son of God, okay? So the other event was... Um, being the transfiguration where Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, were up on a mountain with Jesus, and there he was transfigured before them. Jesus' face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as the light. Uh, just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. And we can find that story in the book of Matthew, chapter 17 verses 1 through 9 okay and so the Holy Spirit then drives Jesus into the wilderness where he is tempted by Satan now again we are leading up to his ministry um, his ministry so while he was led uh, to the to the wilderness to be tempted by Satan we can find that story in the book of Mark chapter 1 verses 12 through 13 um, Matthew also describes um, in detail, uh, the, the, um, the three temptations that Satan offered Jesus in the wilderness. We can find that in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 3 to 11. Jesus' baptism and temptation serves as a preparation for his public ministry. Okay, so near the beginning of his ministry, Jesus appoints 12 apostles, and their names are Simon, who he later named Peter, um, his uh, uh, Peter's brother Andrew, and then we have James, John, Philip, um, Bartholomew, Matthew, uh, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, and then we have Simon, who was called the Zealot, and then we have Judas, uh, son of James, and then we have Judas Iscariot, and we all know that he became a traitor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So I am going to put a pin pause right here, and I am going to come back with part two of this lesson, okay? So tune in, I'll be right back.